Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Again, it is Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network, talking to the men and women behind the wrenches, taking you in the garage in the NASCAR community. So glad you joined us. Todd Gordon and Steve Post here, and we've got a great program for you. Uh, Daytona 500 winning crew chief Jeremy Bowens will join us, and we'll talk to Randall Burnett from up at Richard Childress Racing. That is Tyler Reddick's crew chief. So great, great program. And Todd, you were a spectator watching from afar the Daytona 500. First off, you you're, you're obviously upright. You obviously survived it. Your your Daytona 500 not in the pit box was it was it acceptable? Was it all right? Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Uh, it was different to sit at home and watch it, but uh, definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm adapting. I'm adapting to this to this home life and watching on TV. Uh, definitely doing some de- digging and, and research on things that you see during the race and trying to understand more about it, but uh. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool to, 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 to see the event. I thought a spectacular race and, uh, uh, quite, uh, quite an out, outcoming for the, for the next gen car. Absolutely. We're going to talk a lot. And when we get Jeremy on, we'll talk about team Penske and everything, but, but, but had to do your heart good to see Roger Penske on his 85th birthday, uh, getting a chance to hoist the trophy. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's, I, like I've said before, I've got a huge amount of admiration for RP and, uh, um, you know, he's, he's, he's just, he's more of a person than anybody can perceive from the outside and just yeah. a, a class act and uh great to see him get that, that birthday present and, and, and Jeremy Bullens yeah. to, to win a 500 and uh, you know, the changes that happened with that two team and uh, to bring discount tire, who's kind of been the stepping stone for all of us, me, Jeremy, Paul, oh, that's if right. you think about remember that Xfinity program, the Xfinity was all program that got tire, us going. Yeah. So, um, you know, really cool for them to get, to get to victory lane with him and uh It'd be cool to talk to Jeremy later today. Yeah, looking forward to that. Overall, speaking of adapting, uh, you adapted to life off the pit box. Everyone adapted to the next-gen race car. And I know we're still early with two very unique races, the Coliseum and then a a super speedway race. Any of your takeaways on the car and how the car did uh, uh, where we're at here? Yeah, I thought thought it put on a a heck of a show. Um, It's different. It races a little differently. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, you still see pack racing. and. But the pushing played more. Um, you didn't hear see as much about the bubble push that everybody talked about, where cars couldn't get to cars' bumpers, and they'd almost like it's almost like they just out. push them out away from them. And uh, um, you know, talked to Ryan a little bit about that this week, and uh, they they race a little differently, more contact, which I think for the spectators, you gotta love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a few wrecks there that were learning that process, but right. uh, um, you know, I, I think spectacular show. What I think, I always come away from this, we all change everything up. We move things. We do this. We do that. And when we get to the finish, Ryan Blaney is always in the picture. Um, the two-car, Penske, Pen, the two-car, I mean, Austin, obviously, Brad's always in the picture. Michael McDowell's always in the picture. There seems to be the same guys always in the picture coming down off from turn number four to that checkered flag. No matter what we seem to do, there are some guys that just really understand this type of racing. Yeah, we didn't we didn't change it enough to change it where the good guys <laughs> didn't, weren't still good. But uh, 
um yeah uh, it was a it was a great show and uh, a lot of side-by-side action and and looking forward to where this goes forward and yeah this weekend going to california another venue that's uh that's going to be different for this car we'll we'll see where it all falls out very different looking forward to talking to randall burnett about that because he is such a he is just such a great hands-on crew chief with a driver that loves this kind of racetrack i can't imagine how they approach it so we'll talk to randall about that as well um fun stuff that is for sure the daytona 500 so let's do it let's um step away when we come back jeremy bullens the daytona 500 winning crew chief joins us here on crew call Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Whether it's late models out west or modifieds in the northeast, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. It is Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network, and as we talked about before the break, joining us is the Daytona 500 winning crew chief from up at Team Penske, Jeremy Bullens. Jeremy, welcome into Crew Call. Congratulations. Let me say this so you can hear it. Daytona 500 winning crew chief. I bet that has a good ring to it. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. That was a uh, pretty awesome day, and uh, really nice to hear that. Just, just tell us about. I mean, tell us about the emotions. Last five laps, sitting there, you know, the last restart. You kind of side, start side by side with your teammate you've been working with all day long, and and, and really, you're pretty close with both those drivers. Uh, one being your current driver, one your one your your former driver, and a uh, uh, really cool place. Yeah, you know, to be honest, like if you look at the last restart, you know, as we, well, I was so focused on the guys running third and fourth, um, never even crossed my mind to, that we would, you know, kind of do the teammate restart thing and Blaney would let us down because I, I wasn't even going to ask because I felt like, you know, that was his opportunity to start on the front row, try to win the race too. So um, that was his idea. I mean, that like I said the other night, like what a great teammate. Um, you know, I think it, he did a really good job of doing the things that we've talked about forever of, of trying to make sure if his car won and, uh, you know, he got us out front far enough to where he could make a run and, and let him race to the end. And, um, you know, the last couple laps, I was just, I didn't look at anything, but the monitor in front of me and, um, 
we had a great view. You know, obviously, 23 got really close. And, you know, Ryan was on the outside. And, you know, Austin was playing on a lot of defense. But the, the view we had from our pit stall, it was no doubt we won. It was no doubt we got to start finish line first. And it was just uh, craziness from there. It was uh, I, I just now got my voice back from, from screaming so much, you know, Sunday night. Now, um, Austin talked about post-race shenanigans. I mean, I know there was the uh, the um, stake and shake. Did you did you partake in any of the further post-race shenanigans? Austin said he was on his best behavior, but but this is kind of the party team up at Penske. Was uh, was there anything after the shake stake and shake? Well, I guess we're getting the reputation of the party team. Uh, you know, uh, the boys like to play the radio loud in the garage, and, and they like to have a good time, but they work hard, so I, I I'm okay with that. Um, but you know, I I, um, I successfully avoided most of the shenanigans. So um, Tina and I left and, and went back to the hotel, and uh, I I knew they were going somewhere. I didn't know where, but I, I knew there was no chance they were going to bed. And uh, I just went to bed, didn't say anything, and uh, kept quiet. And uh, I think she was probably more disappointed than I was that we didn't go out and stay out all night. <laughs> it's I, a, I was okay with it. Yeah, it's a it's it's. I mean, it's Daytona 500 champion. It's a, it's a different deal than most other wins that you'll have. How does this change the pressures and expectations for you guys? I mean, just, just, it's what a relief. Well, it, you know, it's crazy. I, I, you know, I guess you, you, there's so many things when you go into the Daytona 500 that you can't control. Um, obviously, you think about winning it, but really, you think about how do I get in position to win it, and, and how do we keep ourselves in position to win it? So. Um, to get the win, be locked in the playoffs, all those kinds of things. Like we, we know we still have a lot of work to do. We still have a brand new race car that we have a ton to learn about. And, and, you know, this is, it's great because it gives us the opportunity to have some, you know, learnings and, and time to work with the car and, you know, not necessarily have to worry about chasing points all year. And, and so I hope that it speeds up the learning curve for us as a company. And, uh, you know, gets us ahead quicker because we're able to, you know, maybe try some things with a two car here early that um, we wouldn't have felt comfortable doing, you know, right away. So, um, but we still know that there's a lot of work to be done. And obviously, you know, now we can start thinking about stage wins and playoff points and and try to win some more races and, and get ourselves as far as we can make it now. Jeremy, your your driver, um, Austin, he's been around the building forever and ever, obviously, and and everyone has seen, kind of seen him growing up. Um, what can you tell us about him now that he's your driver, that he's your guy? What can you what can you tell us about him? What types of things have you learned that uh, that that give you so much optimism going forward? Uh, I just think the work ethic. You know, um, he puts so much effort into it. Uh, studies really hard. You know, he, he does a really good job of, of taking notes from the events and, you know, as he stays on me to make sure he has a debrief sheet to fill out, you know, all those kinds of things to, to make sure that he's putting the effort in. You know, he doesn't want to be the weak link. He wants to make sure that he's asked all the questions ahead of time and he's, you know, thought about the race and thought about how the event will play out and, and all those kinds of things to understand, you know, how, how he fits in and what his job is and outside of just driving the car. And, um, you know, he really does you know, study what Joey and Ryan do and what Brad did and those things, like he really has put a lot of effort into that. And I think that's shown with the growth that you've seen out of him the last couple of years. You you talk about the development in the notebook and, and how the race plays out. How did the 500 race differently than with this car than it has in the past? You know, I think the it seemed like the runs were different. Um, you know, I was surprised when we, we made the, 
decision to pull out and make our moves to try to get closer to the front with like 14 to go or whatever. I was kind of surprised at how fast we got there, to be honest. Like once the lane pulled down, we were able to go. Um, I think, you know, in the past, maybe that would have taken a little bit more time um, to get to the front. You had to be really aggressive with side draft and, and um, you still did, but it seemed almost a little easier. It seemed like the cars could race around each other pretty good. So, um, you know, the funny part was, you know, that the, this car's got a little more drag, so the fuel mileage is a little worse and things like that. So um, just being able to try to manage fuel mileage all day to, to hit some of the windows and stuff that we we're used to hitting with that car and with the old car. Yeah, and and then it seemed like it was too wide racing and, and really didn't ever see the three wide develop. Is that because of how much contact there is with this car? Because it seemed like there's more more actual physical pushing than bubble pushing cars. Yeah, it's definitely not like the air bubble that we've seen in the past where it's hard to, you know, get locked onto somebody. You can definitely get somebody's bumper pretty easy. And um, I think that did keep it mostly too wide because, you know, you weren't necessarily trying to find a pocket of air to, to you know, help your car out. Like, um, you know, it stayed pretty well single file for a while. It's kind of like, you know, just you get those stages of uh, the the speedway races that I always call them, Todd can relate to this as a pilot, but I always call it cruise flight. You know, you're, you reach your altitude and you're just kind of ride around for a while and, and wait for the next thing. And, and, but when guys got ready to go, they could pull out and make a move and, and take a line with them. And that was pretty fun to watch. Exciting stuff. That is for sure. Has there been in the aftermath, somebody, some person, someone reach out to you that uh, kind of made you look at your phone a second time or, 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 or just kind of, Think about a little bit more. You know what? I've been very fortunate to get a ton of phone calls, a ton of texts, um, you know, from, you know, family and, you know, a bunch of my dirt racing buddies and, and all kinds of stuff like that. It was uh, really cool to see how many people were paying attention to that race. You know, the place is packed, obviously. I think that, you know, I, the anticipation of the next gen car or whatever it was, like, there's so many people at the racetrack and it was really cool. So, um, but yeah, when you win one like that, it's pretty cool. Like the vast, uh, you know, number of, of texts and calls and messages that you get is pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so moving forward, now your feet are kind of settled back on the ground. Cars are on their way out to Fontana, a place you haven't been in a couple of years. Um, heard resin application. Is that, what do you know about that? Yeah, it sounds like they've uh, done a little bit of track prep. Obviously, you know, nothing's really been on the racetrack. So taking a new car, new profile tire, all that kind of stuff. But I think the, the resin that they put down, uh, I think the intent there is to, you know, try to get the racetrack rubber. We haven't been there in a while and, um, you know, try to get some rubber down. You know, when a track sits like that, you can get rain and rain weather and all that. It just kind of, you know, you lose some of the rubber that builds up on the track. So um, they put that resin down sort of like they've done at National and a couple other places just to try to get some rubber down as quick as they can to um, make the racing better and, you know, kind of, hit the happy spot that Goodyear's looking for with tire wear. Um, they also did a little bit, it's not like they did some grinding on the back stretch to try to get rid of the bumps. I think that's probably the biggest unknown for all of us is, you know, trying to hit your travels right with a brand new race car and, and no testing. So, um, you know, that's probably the biggest challenge that we're going to have this weekend. It'll be the craziest 15 minutes of practice that we've watched from cross, <laughs> cross racing, be, right? It will definitely be the uh, unhappiest 15 minutes. We used to have happy hours. This will be an unhappy 15 minutes. 
There you go. Well, I don't know. The 15 minutes on the track or the 15 minutes getting ready? One or the other. You know, it's a, a, a whopping lot of time. Before we let you go here, uh, I, I do. You mentioned your your dirt track buddies and everything. Uh, one of the things I've always loved about you, I think you race out of Millbridge. You go out there with your nephew some and, and keep an eye on things and the, and the dirt late model world. Why, when you race so much, why do you constantly and continue to race more? I don't know. I think it's just what we do. I think it's just hard to get away from it. Um, and I, I love it. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's just the competitive nature. Um, I love watching my nephew, you know, grow and, and gain experience at Melbridge. I love watching him. Uh, I grew up working under late models and I'm still very blessed to have a lot of friends in that world and, you know, get to hang out with them sometimes. I got to see some of them in Volusia and, um, you know, it's just, I don't know, just, I, I love racing and, and I, I specifically love their late models. And like I said, it's just so much fun to go race with my nephew. So, um, hopefully we can get him some more wins this year too. I love it. It's a great reason to do anything. Yes, uh, it is. It's the best reason to do anything. That's for sure. Oh, I do have one other thing. You're from, you're originally from Walnut Cove, North Carolina, correct? Right. Okay. So you keep winning Daytona 500s. You may become the most famous racer from Walnut Cove. Right now, it's still Burt Myers and Jason Myers, the uh, the Myers boys from up at Bowman Gray. You're gonna you're right. gonna monkey around and knock them off uh, knock them off the the Walnut Cove uh, racing pedestal as far as popularity goes. I don't know those boys. Are, they got quite the following, so I don't know about that. But um, you know, it's pretty funny. I think uh, Jason uh, Burt graduated the year before me. Jason graduated high school the year after me. And, uh, you know, like it was funny because there was the Bowman Gray crowd that went Bowman Gray racing. And then I was at 311 Speedway at third track. So it was like, it was almost like completely different racing crowd, from, you know, together. So, um, it's pretty funny. It's, uh, I saw Bert at Martinsville last fall. It was pretty cool to see him. I don't see, see those guys too often. Yeah, it is fun stuff. Jeremy, congratulations. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on crew call and congratulations on winning that Daytona 500. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. There we go. Jeremy Bullens joining us here on Crew Call. We're going to step away. When we come back, we're going to move over to Welcome, North Carolina, where uh, where Randall Burnett from Richard Childress Racing joins us now. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Whether it's late models out west or modifieds in the northeast, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. 
True Call continuing on. We appreciate Jeremy Bowen's joining us. Let's keep right at it on the guest line from Richard Childress Racing. Randall Burnett joins us. Hello, Randall. Welcome into Crew Call. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. We uh, we chit-chatted a little bit before we came on the air, okay? The return from Daytona, West Coast Swing. How are you managing uh, cars, lack of cars, inventory, and any sleep that you might need in between all of this? <laughs> Well, the sleep is is certainly there's more of a lack of sleep I think than than anything at this point. I was, I was telling you know Todd and, and yourself that we we didn't we got loaded up really late last night for Fontana. Um, about ready to head back to the shop um, here in a little bit. I think my guys are are starting to show up there, and um, we're going to start working on our Vegas car, and it's got to load this evening wee hours of the morning, whatever, whenever we get it done, ready to go, because our Vegas car is our backup car for Fontana. So um, that, that's been a, that's been something new for us, a little different way to do things this year, but I think we're, we're adapting to it pretty well. These, uh, these first couple of events, the Clash and the 500, you guys have had speed. Um, not the finishes that you wanted out of it, obviously, but uh, um, really thought you kicked the season off there at the Clash with a ton of speed and a ton of potential. Lots to be uh, excited about in the future with this this car, seems like, for you guys. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting to Fontana. I appreciate that. You know, we we did have a, a, a great week at, at the uh, Clash. Was had a lot of fun there. I, I really enjoyed that race. I was I was pretty skeptical of it when they announced that deal and, and how, how they were going to do it. And, um, you know, following along, prepping for the race and, and um, doing all that, we had we had a lot of fun for that race, and and I hope we get to get to do that again, um, or something something of that manner again. Um, it, it was a it was a neat deal. Our we our eight car had a, a ton of speed. Um, Andrew Dickinson, our, our race engineer, and, and Nate Troop, our other race engineer, and Tyler did you know did a lot of work on that, prepping for that race, and um, you know we unloaded with some good speed and, and made made you know, gains throughout our, our practice session and, and was able to qualify second. That, that then Kyle Bush got us by about a hundredth of a second. Um, but, but ran good land, you know, led a lot of it up, up until we had our, our problem and um, felt pretty pumped up about it, leaving there. Yeah, definitely. You talked about the two engineers and Tyler working together on getting that thing sorted out. Going to Fontana this week, a place we haven't been in a couple of years and, never tested, never, never been with this new car. How are you guys preparing for that? Yeah, we <laughs> spent a lot of time in simulator in the last couple of weeks. I, honestly, we, um, you know, we, that's all we've got to go off of in our simulation program. We've got, you know, 15 minutes to sort it out with, with limited adjustments, um, that were, that are available to us in, in that practice session. So, uh, we, we've been working on trying to, trying to build what we'd call a, you know, a safe setup to, to get started with and, and try to leave us some room for adjustment from there. So, um, you know, we learned quite a bit at the Charlotte test in December and then again at, at Phoenix, uh, in January. Um, so, you know, we, we're kind of taking as much as we can learn, obviously Fontana is a, a huge unknown. We haven't been there in a couple of years, as you said, um, it's a high wear racetrack. They're putting the resin on the track, so that's going to be new for us, even even at that. So, um, lots of unknowns going into this weekend, and um, we've just been trying to trying to sort ourselves out, leave ourselves um, room for plenty of adjustment, and, and hopefully come up with a you know work on a plan to have 
to be able to execute and practice and, and be able to make some speed. Yeah, it's a, and, and that's a that's a 15 minute practice, and then you've got maybe 15 minutes to turn around and get prepared for qualifying. Is that how that lays out? Yeah, pretty much. You know, um, we we go out. I think we got 15 minutes, like you said, for practice. Um, I don't know if we're in the first group or the second group. We still I still got to go through all that. Um, and then we got you you know 15 20 minute um, downtime between practice and qualifying. Then we go right into it. So not not a whole lot of time. Not a not a whole lot of time to make decisions for for qualifying. You got to have a plan for that when you get there, obviously, and uh, probably get you know two runs in practice realistically. Um, you know maybe three if if you're really hustling, but I, I really think you're going to get maybe one adjustment, um, probably five or six laps each time you're out, and, and that's going to be about it. Man, fascinating stuff, that's for sure. Randall, I want to take you back to simulation, and particularly in this post-COVID time, simulation has become even more critical for the teams, okay? You mentioned one thing, there's another thing when we look at Auto Club. You mentioned resin, and there's also apparently been some grinding done to the racetrack. As a crew chief, what is what what does that make you do with you know you're doing simulation, but you have these variables that they're that they're throwing at you here as you go into the weekend? Well, certainly, you know, they, they it sounded like they ground the back straightaway when we saw some some pictures of it, the whole width of the back straightaway, um, towards towards turn three more so where the where those bumps were were getting to be pretty obnoxious for us there the last couple of times we ran there. Um with those bumps and, and those really high loads, um, you know, Fontana's historically been hard on tires. And so trying to figure out obviously we we've got new tires going there. Um, brand new car, new new ways of loading up the car through the shocks and the in the springs and and all that. So we're we're trying to figure out how to manage that, right? How how aggressive can you be on on the left side tires with with camber and air pressures and um, still be able to 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 not have a failure? So you know those are a lot of unknowns for us going in there, and, and that's not a whole lot of time, fifteen minutes to figure that out. So. Um, you know, that that's something we've been digging a lot into and, and hopefully we've got some good direction on it. I feel like we do. I feel pretty good about where we're at. Um, you know, trying to last night was was another problem of trying to figure out how to get your heights right, how to get your setup right and still be able to pit the car too, uh, with the pit crew guys and, and making sure you get enough group and all that too. So that was another big challenge we faced this week. I think everybody has. So um you know, there's a lot of unknowns going into it. So, uh, Tyler, when I look at his history and, and coming up through, he's definitely a guy that isn't scared to stick it right up on the wall and, and run around a place like, like California. And, and Fontana has been one that, that the wall has played in the past. Is, do you think this new car still still ends up being where, uh, where you're going to have Tyler right up there uh, dusting the dust off against the wall? Well, I think that's, that's a great question, Todd. I- Honestly, I, I don't know what to expect at, at this point. With with the resin, it's such an unknown, right? You know, I think you're going to go and you're going to run on the bottom a little bit. And I think there'll be guys that try the top. I think there's a lot of speed there to be had. Um, what What's un, what's going to be unknown is is how that resin affects that and, and how, you know, as the rubber builds up, um, if it builds up marbles, if it starts peeling up, if, you know, if that resin starts peeling up and you start moving up the track, who who knows? We've we've done a lot of practice um, on the simulator on both the bottom um, and on the top, and tried to tried to mimic that the best we could, but we really don't know at this point. 
Tyler is, um, I, I think we've known, he's an Xfinity Series champion. We've known his um, his skill set. We Todd just talked about the fact that he he's the first one that goes to the wall. And boy, when you get him on the wall, he's got an advantage over everybody if it, if it becomes to that. One of the things I've noticed this year with Tyler is it seems like with his fitness, with his health, is it is is there even more intensity with 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 Tyler as we roll into this season? Yeah, certainly the last, you know, this is our third year in Cup together. And certainly since since we moved up to the Cup Series, his intensity level has grown. Mine has as well. And um, he's done a, a phenomenal job with his fitness um, in, in training. Uh, he trains with Josh Wise a little bit and those guys. And, and not just physical training, but, but mentally training as well. And uh, I think we've seen a lot of the – a lot of the benefits of that, you know, last year, you know, middle of the year um, to, to the end of the year. And I, I expect to see more of that this year. And um, his intensity level is pretty high. Like we've been, we've been a lot of, a lot of simulating, a lot of, a lot of meetings, a lot of, you know, talk and, and he's on it. He's focused. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting, getting going through some of these intermediate tracks and even back to Phoenix. We had a good test at Phoenix with Tyler. And, um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what we got. You look, I, I would think Phoenix, you definitely, uh, yeah. you definitely got to be excited about that one after it's, it's a sh- another short track. I mean, the clash was such a small track, but uh, a place that I think he's going to, he's going to excel at um, looking through the first five uh, going forward. Um, the one question mark I've got, because I, I really want to get a feel on this, how does Atlanta race for you? Does it race like Daytona or does it race like uh, a Vegas? Uh, that's another great question. Um, <laughs> uh, I wish I knew. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a little bit between both. Right. Like we're going down there with the I believe the super speedway package with, you know, the 510 restrictor and all that. Um, you know, I. I feel like with the transitions and, and Todd, you know, you've, been, you've spent a lot of years there with the transitions. It, it's going to be hard for it to race like Daytona and Tal- Talladega so much because because of the transitions in and off the corner. But I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see more of that direction than say you are at Vegas with the low downforce and the, and the high horsepower. Hmm. Going to be fascinating, that's for sure. Always like to go a little bit off track when we get somebody here on Crew Call, Randall and. Uh, I saw a post from Nick Hoffman. You, I did not realize this. You raced in the Arena League. You raced uh, when they had those cars in the arenas. That Coliseum had to be like a super speedway for you after doing that Arena League racing. But um, were you any good as a driver? Yeah, so it, it's kind of funny. We, uh, so I, I was racing, you know, uh, asphalt late miles at the time. Uh, and they started, Ricky Dennis started that Arena League down there in the Bojangles Coliseum in, in South Charlotte there. It my dad thought it would be fun. I grew up racing go-karts and, you know, Nick grew up, you know, Nick's, uh, my brother's brother-in-law. So we're all, you know, we're all family from, you know, the St. Louis area. Um, you know, and so my dad got, got the bright idea. Hey, let's get a couple of those things. We'll have you and Nick racing. So we, we got them and, you know, I didn't know what to think, but gosh, they had, a, we had a lot of fun. There was a lot of us, you know, there's Josh Turner that actually works at Pro Fabrication. He raced there and, and Nate Cannon. And there was a bunch of us there that, that had a whole lot of fun with that series. And we did it two years. Nick won the championship the first year and I finished second in points. I had to go. The reason I finished second in points, I, I was leading the points actually. And uh, I had to go to Vegas to sub. Um, when I was working at Ganassi as a race engineer, it was one of my first races as a race engineer. 
and I missed a race, and that kind of put me behind Nick in the points, and Nick did a great job and ended up held us off, but we had a lot of fun with that deal. And I, you know, I miss it. it. It was a lot of fun racing that series. Really cool. You mentioned family. Uh, your brother, Jeremy, also. Uh, there's there's so many neat things happening in the short track world. And in my view, of course, I'm partial because it's here at home. One of the greatest things in short track racing is Millbridge Speedway. That's your brother, Jeremy, and his wife, Ashley's track. What's it been like to watch them evolve that into this facility now that everybody knows, everyone talks about? It used to be a go-kart track 15 years ago at, at that, but now this has become one of the one of the hot little short tracks. What's that like to watch your brother have success there? Yeah, I tell you what, you know, I, I grew up and I did the driving and my brother did the, the working on the race cars. And, and my dad had, you know, when he was still around, um, you know, we lost him in 2009 cancer and um, that kind of stuff. But my brother took over him and a couple of buddies, you know, started leasing that Millbridge track. And I was like, man, are you sure you want to do that? And, uh, you know, to see how far that deal has come and how many big events they've put on there and what him and Ashley continue to do at Millbridge and, and even other places where they've, they've helped up and stepped and um, done some promoting as well. So I, I tell you what, it, it's a neat deal. Everybody goes out there Tuesday, Wednesday nights and, um you're you're out there all the time i see you out there all the time it's a lot of fun you know everybody's got kids and and with us that travel you know that's our opportunity to get to race with our kids is is during the week and jeremy and and ashley put on this deal and and really stepped up the program up there and it's it's amazing to see it is definitely everybody knows what millbridge is these days and i'm so proud of him and ashley for everything they've done up there and, and continue to do so kids racing or your kids, uh, and I know Tatum has raced a little bit, has it? What's, what, uh, are they, are they going to follow in the footsteps there? Well, we're going to, we're going to continue getting Tatum up to speed. He's, he's just, uh, he's about to turn five here in a couple of weeks. So, um, we'll continue to race up there on Tuesday night when we can this year and try to get him going and, um, see how that goes. He's had a lot of fun. He's been asking, we haven't been in, you know, over the winter that much. It, it, every time they tried to do it, it rained out this winter. So, um, you know, he's, he's chomping at the bit. He keeps wearing me out. Dad, when are we going back to Millbridge? When are we going back? So, um, you know, they're, they're going to start here in March and I imagine we'll be up there at the first race and see how it goes. I cannot wait. Tatum cannot wait. And sounds like you can't wait either, Randall. Uh, can't wait to see what happens this week at Auto Club. We appreciate you taking some time and joining us here on Crew Call and I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I, I really enjoyed talking with you guys todd i hope you're enjoying retirement and uh we certainly miss you yeah it's a it's a it's a change for me but uh it's been a good it's been good i i appreciate all you guys are doing and uh look forward to what you can do at fontana we're gonna we're gonna bring todd out to fontana this week he's gonna be our analyst in the booth so uh he'll be in the garage on saturday uh he'll he'll be that pesky media guy in the garage on saturday bothering all you guys so how about that so (laughs) definitely stop by and see us will do sounds great sounds great thanks again Randall Burnett joining us here on Crew Call. Stay with us more in just a moment. Crew Call continues on. So glad you have joined us and spending time with us. Todd Gordon, Steve Post. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to thank uh, Jeremy Bullens and Randall Burnett for joining us as well. So listening to our conversation with Randall, um, talking about not only Atlanta, but talking about Auto Club. Todd, it strikes me, there's a whole lot of things we don't know Going into this, this is going to be a fascinating weekend of NASCAR racing. Yeah, definitely. The unknowns are are overwhelming, and and not they outweigh the knowns uh, really for what they're doing going forward. So uh, it'll be an exciting weekend. Fifteen minutes of practice, and then which really isn't much to speak of, and uh, 
and they really can't make many changes. So we'll see what happens. I think you're going to see a lot of changes on pit road. I think, uh, I think guys, you know, when you don't have a notebook and you don't have your car worked all the way out, you're going to see uh, wrenches in the rear windows, air pressure, lots of pit stops. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Well, they will get plenty of opportunities because what we're figuring tire wear, Goodyear's sending out 12 sets yes. of Eagles for the race, which is maybe as many as we've had, like Darlington Southern 500 territory. Yes, is yeah, what definitely. It is. For, for a 400-mile event. 400 miles, not 100 a miles. Not a 500-mile event. Yeah. Uh, so loaded with tires, but uh, uh, stages at 65 and 130. So you really, if you look at the runs, you got a 65-lap stage, a 60-lap stage, and a 70-lap, st- 65-lap stage. So uh, be interesting to see how many times these these pit crews are jumping over the walls. Might You might see a double-stinted... Uh, uh, yeah. stage where we've got two green flag stops in 65 laps. So wow. um, we'll see what happens in practice and where that what evolves. But uh, lots of unknowns. Uh, talked to Randall there. He said, talked about the challenges of pit crews with how low the cars are and, yeah. and making stops happen. And, and there's, there's pluses and minuses. And like he said, I don't know. I like, he gave me a term. I've been trying to describe what was not happening. Uh, the 48 car uh, on Thursday night had a pit stop where the left front it's just because you got to wedge the tire up and then on. He used the word droop. I'm like, I was trying to find a word where that suspension doesn't droop down. That's another learned thing that we have here, That that especially the left side. That left front did not droop down at Daytona at all. Yeah, definitely. And and with the arrow, it sounds like, and a little bit that I had heard, but the more the rears travel, the more rear downforce you make. So where, where before we'd see it, the intermediates, the Californias, you'd see the cars kind of up in the air to keep the spoiler up in the air and now the cars are lower because the right. because the diffuser wants to be down by the ground so um lots of lots of things to look for this weekend and, and lots of opportunities for mistakes to happen and people to capitalize that's why you need to tune into motor racing network all weekend long we're going to be out there uh let's see two o'clock on saturday afternoon eastern time it is nascar cup series qualifying uh we we alluded to that this is going to work the teams are split into two groups based on odd and even finishing place from the daytona 500 so the a team will uh, group a will have 15 minutes of practice group b will have 15 minutes of practice there'll be a little window for everyone to make adjustments They'll go out single lap qualifying, top five from group A, top five from group B, make it into the final round with 10 cars. That's all you get on the racetrack. That's Saturday. That's 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Motor Racing Network. Saturday at 4.30 Eastern Time, it's the Production Alliance Group 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Wise Power 400 for the NASCAR Cup Series. It's Jeff Striegel. Alex Hayden and Todd Gordon in the booth, making your uh, making your debut. You've you've sat in with us before, but uh, making your Cup Series debut. We're looking forward to a great weekend out there with you joining us. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping I get a word in edgewise, but uh, you guys you guys have a, a a great broadcast that happens. I just hope to be able to inter- interlude a little bit of information. I'm sure you will. It will be good. You can get that MRN schedule at uh, that schedule at mrn.com, and you can also send yourself reminders for every time Motor Racing Network. 